The off-season is underway, award season is upon us, and Buster Posey has retired. We'll talk about all that and reflect on the 2021 MLB season coming up here on Total Bases. All right, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I am Mark Marino here with Greg Marino, and today is Friday, November 12th. So there's some big news coming out just with all these awards. Yeah, yeah um, that'll be this week that MLB on Monday announces Rookie of the Year, Tuesday, Manager of the Year, Wednesday, Cy Young, and Thursday, MVP. Yeah, they, they, they've already revealed all the Gold Glove and Silver Slugger winners. Um, some of the big news from that is that there were five Cardinals who won Gold Glove awards. Yeah, it kind of goes into Cardinals' style of play. Yeah, I kind of wondering how did they find their way into the playoffs? Well, it was stuff like that. Having five Gold Glove award winners, you know, Nolan Arenado, the big addition, may have helped more with his glove than his bat. Yeah. But coming up with the major awards, there are a few pretty interesting races, such as... Uh, NL Cy Young, the three finalists are Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Juan Soto, and that could be an interesting race. Yeah, in my opinion, I think there's a clear winner there, Harper, and I've heard some people say that Soto played a bit more and was almost as good as Harper statistically, so you should kind of give it to the guy who was just... On the field more. Yeah, but I I feel like that's just a bad way of looking at it. Harper... He was a good deal better than Soto. He had 35 homers to Soto's 29, and his OPS was 45 points higher. Soto did yeah. walk a lot, so he had a, a, high, a higher on base percentage. But Harper just hit for more power. And also, yeah. I just think people are understanding, like, Soto's, all those walks he got, especially in the second half, he had, like, got crazy on base percentage in the second half. That he was just being walked because there was no one else good on that team. Yeah. They were pitching around him and walking him when it was convenient for them to walk him, which was obviously a lot of the time due to... Yeah, they traded Turner and Schwarber, uh-huh. so we had no protection. Yeah. So I, I feel like walks aren't always the best way to, like, you shouldn't overestimate the importance of walks. Oftentimes, walks aren't as good as hits. And Soto had a much better second half in meaningless escapes. Harper really got caught fired out of the stretch and almost got the Phillies to the playoffs. They were still yeah. competing the last week of the season. Uh-huh. I mean, I, th- I think so, too. I think Bryce Harper is definitely the winner here. I mean, Soto, he walks a lot, but, like, in general, I think walks are way overrated in today's game. They're fine, but hits are better. They're really, actually, one thing that is kind of unignorable with Harper is that he only has 84 RBIs in 141 games. Yeah, so maybe that kind of reveals that my argument isn't quite true. Maybe Harper mm-hmm. also gets walked. Yeah, I mean, Harper oh. walked 100 times, too. Yeah, so. however, I feel like I feel like 145 walks, that kind of clearly reveals to me especially considering how many more he had in the second half, that it's pretty clear to me that Soto was getting all these uh-huh. I mean, again, yeah, that's also to his and not very helpful walks. That the other team is walking him because he's so good. Well, but at it's the like same Bryce time, Harper's like, just undisciplined this hitter Harper, who, like, doesn't that, take yeah. the walks given. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, like no, a, I, I wouldn't say that. I'd yeah. say it's to Soto's credit in the sense that, like, if everyone's walking him because they're afraid to pitch to him, that kind of speaks yeah, to his and he, skill. he was good but, in the second half. It wasn't uh-huh. like he just walked, yeah. but he wasn't good enough in the first half. Yeah when the season was still kind of yeah. relevant for the Nationals yeah. for him to be I mean, seriously considered, really, in my opinion. I don't know why Harper didn't get more RBIs. That's one of those stats mm-hmm. that you look at, and it's just kind of like, wow, that's like yeah. some kind of anomaly. You know, yeah, a guy who hits 309 with 35 homers mm-hmm. and gets close to 500 at-bats should be getting more RBIs. I mean, 80, 84 isn't awful. Like, you know, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think if Harper has 100 RBIs, 
he's a lock to win. So it's like Soto has nine more RBIs than him on a worse team. Yeah, um, the Phillies had a pretty good offense. The Nationals, not so much. In, yeah. Obviously, a tree so, turn in midway. So, so but, I, I think no. there's a case to be it. I don't know. So I mean, about, um voters, mm-hmm. I feel like the voters have been a little mm-hmm. bit unpredictable recently. Yeah. I, I do think that, I feel like, like doubles, Harper had way more doubles than yeah. Soto. That factored into the slug yeah. percentage I Maybe talked so. about earlier. But so. And also, Harper, his stolen base to cost stealings are 13 uh-huh. to 3. Soto's was 9 to 7. So I think that Harper is clearly the winner. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be shocked if he doesn't yeah. win it, even though I feel like people I, will overrate I, Soto. I don't really see many ways to spin it in Soto's favor, you know, even when he went down into like stolen bases and doubles and things. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. If this were five years ago, I would have said Harper is guaranteed to win this. I think he de- definitely should, but whether or not he will, I'm not so sure. Because nowadays, with there being so many of these crazy stats like, you know, war and these metrics, which are very unreliable and really not to be trusted, in my opinion, uh, you never know when voters are just going to look at, like, oh, Soto's, like, you know, weighted runs created plus or win probability added is higher than Harper's, so let's mm-hmm. give him the MVP. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't happen. MVP should be decided by, like, batting average, home runs, RBIs, you know, the, mm-hmm. the real stats that are actually, mm-hmm. like, calculated meaningfully. Well, I, I I do kind of, like, win probability at it. I feel like that's kind of a, a useful stat. I really don't think so. So, like, I think, you know, in theory it is, but the accuracy of it is very... I'm very dubious of that. Because, like... Sure, if you had a stat that could calculate the win probability every player adds, then, like, the guy with the best win probability added is the best player. It's kind of as simple as that. But I just... Well, not necessarily the best player. Maybe, like, he contributed the most to his team's winning, but he might have just, like, been, like, clutch, but not necessarily the best player. And it kind of gets into the whole debate of what what exactly are we voting on. Yeah. I think Uh clutch matters in an MVP race, but... Yeah, I, I mean, it, it doesn't affect with defense. Win probability that is only hitting and base running. So it's kind of more objective. I, I think it, I think it's useful. You know, if you think that guy is clutch or is that clutch, you kind of look at that number to see, like, whether, you know, your belief is correct. If you think a guy's too few RBIs, maybe, or too, or like an unusually large number, maybe that kind of number kind of reveals it. If you think guy's getting useless walks, that might reveal it. So, I mean... Yeah, uh-huh. I th- there's, there's some things to be found in there, but I, generally... Mm-hmm. Like, if Harper's out doing Soto in all the typical numbers, he should be winning that. Yeah. I do, I do want to say a quick thing about War later, since there's actually a bit of news relating to War, but moving on to just some other awards. I mean, I think the AL, it's not a huge surprise. You know, it's going to be Otani or Vlad Jr. for sure. Semyon was the third I finalist. I think it's going to be Otani. There's, there's no yeah. shot it's not Otani. Yeah, I, I kind of uh-huh. agree with you I, there. I think it, you honestly probably should be. You know, since yeah. his hitting is pretty close to Vlad mm-hmm. Jr.'s. I mean, I don't know. He's like... If, there's there's no chance his hitting's better than Vlad Jr.'s. Mm-hmm. Like, that's out of the question. But, like, when you throw in his pitching, which was pretty good, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be Otani. Well, I think mm-hmm. it should be Otani. I have no doubt that it will be Otani. You know, yeah. I think Otani could pitch 20 subpar innings and hit three homers and win MVP. So the fact that he actually <laughs> had a good season means he's probably going to win, like, unanimously. Yeah, do you think that there is an argument that could be made that, yeah. you know, Vlad Jr. was on a contending team Otani was it? However, I don't think that's that accurate since they're actually pretty close, those two teams, for, like, the first four months of the season. And Otani actually kind of fell off over the last two months in the more meaningless game. So for about four months, he was dominating, and he was really keeping that team in contention single-handedly. 
you know, like, he had, like, the last couple of months, they kind of fell out of contention. But for a while, they still were playing uh, meaningful games. And the Blue I Jays mean, weren't actually much I would better. say the Angels were never in contention this year. Like, their, their record was never much over 500. But there's you know, a big difference between being, like, uh, 500 and still having a, you know, a plausible shot, even if it's, I, like, realistically not that likely. Think, and then being a terrible really team. I mean, sure, they weren't out of it in April, but, like, practically no one ever is. But it's like they, the Blue Jays were yeah. around 500 for... Like yeah. three and a half to four uh-huh. months, and then they got hot. I mean, we all like knew they that the Blue Jays are a much better team. You know, than there, the there's a bit of a difference there between like they did get hot. And the Angels yeah, I, I agree with you that the Blue Jays were underachieving and the Angels yeah. were overachieving. But the reality is that the games were equally meaningful, just in yeah. terms of I th- you I know, know what they were going out there and playing yeah. for. I, I think that's the, the one. Few months. The one major knock on Otani's season, you know, if he was you know, Babe Ruth but better, then why were the Angels so bad and? I still don't really have an explanation for that. Seems to happen every year with the Angels, where you know they got Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, you know, Anthony Rendon, but then they just can't win more than eighty games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to talk about the Angels more going forward. But yeah. today, yeah, o- Otani will be discuss. winning MVP. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. you can count on that happening for sure. Yeah. So for AL Cy Young, the finalists are Cole, Ray, and. Lance Lynn. Yeah, and I think that's obviously going to red. I think there's hardly even any point discussing yeah, it. I think Cole had it going into September, but had a bad September, mm-hmm. and Ray had a good one. So, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. AL pitching is kind of weak this year. If you yeah. look about it, like, all the best pitchers are in the NL. Yeah. Like, just looking at, like, the top ERAs mm-hmm. in baseball, like, the top 10 are, or the top 11 are all AL pitchers. Except Ray. Except Robbie Ray. So mm-hmm. I he's he had the most innings with the best ERA, which is typically my method of deciding Cy Young. Most innings mm-hmm. plus best ERA equals Cy Young. So it's the way I see it. Like you can look at like strikeouts or like hits allowed, homers allowed, walks allowed, but all those things are just kind of going towards not giving up runs. So yeah. the way I see it, if there's one pitcher who's just not giving up runs. And there's another, but is giving up his hits and his walks. And another pitcher who's not giving up hits and walks, but is giving up more runs. Then, like, what's the point of him not giving up hits and walks? Like, mm-hmm. it's not producing better results. And it's a result mm-hmm. sport. So that's why, for me, it's no doubter that Robbie Gray's winning. You don't have to look beyond ERA in innings pitched. Yeah, that, that's another thing I want to get into a bit later when we have our war discussion. However, just transitioning to the NL, this is the interesting Cyan Grace. Walker Bueller was not a finalist. That. That, to me, is just a mistake, since it goes into what you're saying. You're saying it's about ERA and innings. Bueller, had, his ERA was as good as anyone's, and he his innings were as good as anyone's. Yeah. In corner ERA and innings, he was the best pitcher in the NL, clearly. And yet, they didn't have him as a finalist. They have Burns and Scherzer, who had ERAs that were yeah. as good, but way fewer innings. And then um, they also had Wheeler, who had the same number of innings as Bueller, but a way worse ERA. Yeah, I mean, so they basically set up basically because Bueller didn't strike out a lot of hitters, as his strikeout rate wasn't nearly as good. That's basically they said, uh, "All right, you're not a finalist." So I, it's obvious it, that the voters this, are completely all in on these, you know, fielding and independent pitching ways of looking at yeah, things. Uh, this is pretty unusual because I would have maybe had Bueller as winner. So yeah, I would have too, and he's yeah, not a finalist. I actually think I could change maybe now. I look at the stats again to definitely. I think Bueller should be the Cy Young, and he's not a finalist, so that really doesn't happen very often, that the person who should win Cy Young doesn't crack the finals. I, in, if you compare him to Bird's Scherzer and Wheeler, 
Also, not even giving Woodruff any consideration, though I, I also don't think Woodruff would beat out Bueller either. Bueller just outdoes all of them. Corbin Burns pitched 30 innings, 40, 40. innings, yeah. fewer than Walker Bueller, and had about the same ERA. So, like, in what world is Bueller not just being better more? Like, they're being, when they pitch, they're doing about the same, but Bueller's just doing it more. That makes it better. Mm-hmm. And then with Wheeler, Bueller just has a better mm-hmm. ERA than him. And then Scherzer, he also, Bueller also has a larger workload than Scherzer. So, yeah, kind of goes to what I was just saying about how Ray's going to win on his innings pitch and strikeouts. Sure, Bueller didn't strike out as many guys, but what's the point of all the strikeouts for Max Scherzer if he's not giving up any fewer runs? What are they doing for him then? Yeah, I guess people will say, like, you know, maybe, like, stuff fell in for these other pitchers and stuff just didn't fall in for Bueller. I mean, he got a bit lucky. And I think that that's... That seems to be what the voters really have embraced Especially here. for Scherzer, when he's literally mm-hmm. on the same team as Bueller. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's some case to be made that, like, you know, if one pitcher has a bad defense behind him, you can, mm-hmm. you know, give him some slack there. Mm-hmm. But, like, Scherzer and Bueller have the same defense, the same catcher. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really see how you can put Scherzer ahead of Bueller. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I've heard that the Phillies' defense wasn't very good. You know, they, they were yeah. playing some guys out of position. Maybe. Yeah. But, like, I, st- I still think that right now what the voters are doing is they're basically saying, like, mm-hmm. we think that there's a certain way in which pitchers should try to be good, and that's what we're voting on. Uh-huh. But, no, I think it's more of a be good any way you can, and whoever's the best should win Cy Young, not whoever's, mm-hmm. like, the best in the particular preferred way of striking guys out and not walking hitters. Like, if I'm an MLB manager, I don't care how my guy – pitches 200 innings of 250 ERA as long as he does it. Yeah, I, and if two guys mm-hmm. do it and one guy walks 100 batters or the other doesn't, I don't really care. Yeah, I kind of agree with you in general what you're saying. However, I will point out that like there were six really good pitchers in the NL this year. The four guys we've been talking about, plus Woodruff, Ian Gosman. So with so many good pitchers, I feel like people kind of start to break it down a bit too, into a bit too much detail. That's kind of what happened I here. think Bueller's the standout, though. And he didn't make the cut. So it's, yeah, there, there is kind of a I'd say there's a distinct top six. You could even throw uh, Urias and Stroman as only a shade behind, and even Max Freed. Actually, Max Max Freed's definitely worse. But I mean, there's kind of six or eight guys who are had very elite seasons in the NL, but I think Walker Buehler's just a slight take above all the rest of them, and he's not even in the finals. So, like... That that is something to be bad about if you're a Walker Bueller fan. Mm-hmm. So, I'm uh, moving on to some other topics. Um, this is actually a bit related to what we've been talking about. There is a report that MLB is considering replacing arbitration with paying players based on their FanGraphs WAR, and obviously there's multiple wars. So the FanGraphs WAR is just is just one version of the WAR statistic, wins above replacement. And MLB is saying, all right, let's instead of using arbitration to give players money in years like three or two through six or four through six we're gonna go with this fiangas four and basically just going back to what you were talking about over the last few minutes i think this is not smart since it basically it pays pitchers based on strikeouts walks and homers since that's how fiangas calculates its war its war is based on the fielding independent pitching and which is all strikeouts walks and homers mm-hmm. there are other wars that you know calculate how good a pitcher was based on runs allowed i feel like if you're going to pay players based on, like, stats, you have to be, like, result-based stats. You have to motivate yeah. players to get good results, uh-huh. not just, like, look good, but, like, you know, I, I, oh, I, 
I struck out. I struck out eleven batters, but I also like gave up five yeah, runs. I think we see that often enough. Like, yeah, especially guy like uh, I remember one Max Scherzer start against the Yankees that I was watching, being a Yankees fan, and you know he struck out like ten guys in the first four innings, and the announcers were just like raving about how this was one of the most impressive games they've mm-hmm. ever seen. I'm like, you know, he's also given up five runs in four innings, so. The way I see it, like, the Yankees pitcher who's given up no runs in four innings and struck out two guys is pitching better. So, I I, I think I agree with you, especially for pitchers. This would be pretty terrible to have Fangraph's water size. It's for hitters. I mean, I think there's a lot of cases of Fangraph's war just being inexplicably blatantly off you know yeah i think that for hitters it values defense way too much yeah and i just think it's silly so it's like a lot of baseball players only play for like a year or two and like they don't necessarily get super rich so the way in which they're paid is relevant to them do we want guys like all right i got three balls gotta not walk this guy gotta lay it right down the middle because the walk is gonna hurt my fingers war and then i'm gonna get paid less like I feel like I'd rather watch baseball. Like, you know, people are willing to walk guys in the right yeah. situation. I'd rather watch baseball than people trying to make money. Yeah, watch baseball where pe- the thing is people yeah. are good at trying to make money. But make yeah, it but be so that people make money by doing whatever they can to win rather than making money by targeting a few specific stats, which is what fit-based yeah. salaries would do. Mm-hmm. And for hitters, I don't know if it really affects play for hitters because I think – but I think it just results in some – odd salaries for hitters yeah and i think that might be more disputes <laughs> yeah. about where guys play guys are going to want to play at the premium positions like shortstop center yeah. field guys might not want to take days off um uh-huh. these are, this is all kind of i don't silly think it'd be as big a deal for hitters i think yeah. for pitchers we might see like be stealing bases when you're up by eight or nine runs if pitchers salaries were based on fan war we would actually noticeably see like less walks in more sh- strikeouts even if that made pitchers worse because, you know, they're not pitching the game. But like, I, I think that that would be the case amongst, like, lower-level pitchers. Not like, you know, Scherzer, who's a yeah. $100 million uh-huh. guy. But, like, you know, a guy yeah. who might only be in the majors yeah. for, like, and, a year. And yeah. that isn't really a massive yeah. amount of money. And I still, lot, but. I still don't think War it has been, like, refined enough stat to be mm-hmm. basing salaries on it. Mm-hmm. So I think War is relatively inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if it was accurate, it'd be great. But... There's a lot of cases where it gets it wrong. Like, you know, J.D. Martinez is having a 3.9 war when he practically won MVP. Yeah. Um, there, there was a bit of news this past week. Buster Posey retired. That's kind of a big story. Obviously, he had a really good year for the Giants this past year and just a really good career. He was an MVP in 2012. He was Rookie of the Year. And he put yeah. up really good stats, at least in terms of average and on base percentage he yeah. had 302 average uh-huh. and a um 372 on base in his career but he didn't hit for a lot of power yeah i mean he's definitely a really good player one of the best catchers we've seen in a while and uh finishing out his career as strong as he did this year i think that gives him a legitimate shot at the hall of fame yeah there's definitely going to be a discussion to be made yeah. there anytime you have a catcher putting up really good offensive numbers it's going to be a possibility however i don't know i feel like Yo, he only hit 158 homers. That's not a lot. His Chris yeah, Slingberg standard was 460. Thing. That's was, not great. He wasn't a huge power hitter. Yeah, I feel like people but, will um, give it to him because he was on a lot of winning teams. Yo, yeah. This past year, the Giants were huge overachievers. However, yeah. if you look at his postseason statistics, they actually were not at all good. They were pretty bad. I mean, I'd say they were fine, but like they weren't mm-hmm. exceptional. Mm-hmm. But I would say, though, 
three World Series titles is going to count for something. Yeah, like he's a catcher, so he's also catching catcher all is, these uh, you know big games from Bumgarner and so on. Yeah. So it's not just the yeah. offense. I I would have him in the Hall of Fame. I think. Yeah, I think probably. Yeah, though I don't know. It it could be tight. I think yeah. it's one of those things where like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the individual case mm-hmm. you like to just kind of say, you know what, give it to him. But like, if you start yeah. letting in all the best Posies of the world, you know, we might have like kind of an overstuffed mm-hmm. Hall of Fame where it starts to become less of an honor to the players who are in it and who really deserve it. But I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with him being in there at all. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Um, one other transaction was the Tigers traded for Tucker Barnhart, who's a big favorite of ours. Yeah, so just, mm-hmm. you know, had to throw that out there yeah, today uh, as we are big Tucker Barnhart fans. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping the Yankees would get him, really, you know. I think they could yeah. use a catcher. Gary Sanchez, really, I, I don't know about him. Yeah. We'll, we'll kind of see what happens with the Yankees catcher situation, but just for the Tigers, I mean, they've been uh-huh. so bad for so long now. Yeah. They're amongst a large group of teams. I feel like we have to get into this in a bit more detail as the offseason goes on. All these teams that have just been tanking and not trying to win, and yeah, really, yeah. not all of them Especially. can turn the corner. It, Some of them are probably going to continue yeah. to be bad it's, for like another few years. Especially in the AL, yeah. where you've got the Tigers, Royals, Orioles, Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like, not all of those teams that are rebuilding are going to get to be world pennant contenders in the next four years. There can't be that many pennant contenders, yeah. considering a lot of teams that are good right now are also here to stay. Mm-hmm. So. We're going to see a few of those teams just kind of fail as organizations, really. I, I think yeah, yeah. it's actually just kind of a mathematical impossibility yeah, that yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, but that being said, I do think the Tigers, they had a good second half last year. I think they're on the rise. They've got yeah. some young guys who are going to improve, who haven't been that good so far, but are going to get yeah, better. I think the Tigers have to go all in. Like, yeah, and they have Tucker Barnhart, so, you know, yeah. what more can a team <laughs> need? Yep. That's going to wrap up for this week on Total Bases as we're out of time, but we'll be back again soon with more baseball talk here on Total Bases on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.